Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, the person in charge of U.S. efforts to rebuild Ukraine's economy. I'm Greg Dixon. Former Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker will now serve as the U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. The U.S. State Department says the role will, quote, help forge Ukraine's future as a prosperous, secure European democracy. But Ukraine is still at war. So what does a rebuilding effort look like when the war is far from over? NPR's Elsa Chang put that question to Pritzker. Well, I think there's a a real opportunity to start uh, recovery now. First of all, the Ukrainian government is very much focused on it. They know that that will help them with their own resilience. And they have a lot to offer. Europe, you know, uh, Ukraine is Europe's breadbasket. They're an IT hub, and they have a prospect of becoming a steel, critical minerals, wind and gas supplier to Europe. Let's talk about that breadbasket bit. As you know, the country was known as the so-called breadbasket of Europe. So what are the biggest barriers to rebuilding the country's agricultural sector? Well, the challenges with agricultural are a couple Uh, in the sector. First is that there's been a lot of mining of the land, which um, so you there's going to be a big need for demining. And the second is really being able to just to to be clear, talking about land mines. Exactly. And then there's the issue of being able to actually export the grain out of the country. And Russia, through their horrendous aggression, has been bombing not only the silos that contain the grain, but also then making it very difficult for uh, the sea lanes to operate to get the grain out of the country, which is a real impediment for farmers. How do you think the U.S. can specifically help with the demining of the land there? Well, it's it's demining is a very slow and laborious process, but unfortunately, there's been you know more war in the world, and so there's a lot of expertise to help with demining, and so you know it's something the Ukrainians actually have developed their own expertise, and other countries are helping. Okay. Do you see other emerging sectors in Ukraine's economy that you think might play a bigger role than agriculture after this war is over, assuming this war will be over one day? Absolutely. Well, I think, first of all, IT, there's, they have an, in fact, their technology sector has been growing. Metals and mining, they have enormous capability in that area. Transportation and logistics, energy, they have an opportunity to leapfrog their whole energy grid to become a green energy system. And then defense, defense manufacturing and providing defense, you know, rearming uh, the West, which has been helping them, you know, to engage in this uh, uh, war. Well, let's talk about corruption because, I mean, Ukraine has long struggled with a reputation for corruption. What concerns the U.S. most specifically about corruption in the country there? Well, look, while Russia's war poses an external threat 
to the country. Corruption proposes an internal threat to Ukraine's democracy, mm-hmm. to their sovereignty, to the European aspirations, and frankly, to their economic resilience. And the people of Ukraine know this, and they've been very clear about their support for reforms that uh, will increase transparency and good governance. There are things like a need for an independent anti-corruption institution, independent courts that can enforce law. These are things that are absolutely essential, and we applaud President Zelensky's own commitment to countering and preventing corruption. Uh, And the European Council's unanimous decision to grant EU candidate status to Ukraine is also important here because in order to gain status in the EU, Ukraine will have to continue reforms. Well, as you embark on this very difficult challenge of helping Ukraine recover economically, how do you account for Ukraine's population loss when considering how it can recover? I mean, how do you attract back those Ukrainians who have settled elsewhere after the invasion? Well, I think the thing to keep in mind is is that um, – you know, Ukraine's recovery is essential to motivating people to return to the country. And I view the recovery as both a sprint and a marathon. We'll need to plan for long-term, sustainable, digital, clean, competitive European Ukraine. But that's the marathon. But we also need results now to jumpstart the revival and give Ukrainians confidence and the hope to come home and start building towards the future. And there is, there is economic activity happening, quite a bit of it, and there is economic opportunity in significant portions of the country. That is Penny Pritzker, the new special representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands. But because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when... That couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR.